listening to the Critical Mass Radio Show, Orange County's business talk show focused on exploring topics of interest to CEOs who are leading middle market companies with your host, Richard Franzi. Welcome to today's episode of Critical Mass Radio Show. I am your host, Rick Franzi. Our first guest who is in the studio today is Steve West. He is president and CTO of Project Insight. This business talk show airs live on Tuesdays and Wednesdays at 4 p.m. and Thursdays at our special time of 3 p.m. All of our shows can be heard live exclusively on Orange County's only community radio station, octalkradio.net. If you're listening to the show as a podcast, we encourage you to listen live during our broadcast times. This show is brought to you by our advertisers, Brandman University, Center Club, Decision Toolbox, MBN Design, Smart Business Magazine, SNH Rubber, Succession Strategies, Tone Software, and UPS Protection. The goal for this show is to help you, our listening audience of CEOs running middle market firms, to improve the decision-making skills of you and your organization. Steve, welcome to the program. Yeah, thanks for having me. It's a pleasure to have you in the studio. Uh, let's start very simply. Tell us a little bit about your professional background. Like, what did you do that led up to this position with Project Insight? Well, I like to tell people that I'm, uh, you know, in the 80s and 90s, I was one of those computer kids. My father was uh, worked in IT at the Cal State University system as assistant chancellor. And he would bring home computers. I had an Apple and a Commodore, and, you know, we obviously had a lot of exposure to computers. So Mm -hmm. I consider myself one of those computer kids, and that's where it all started. Okay. And your professional experience? Well, while I was in college at University of Michigan is kind of when the uh, World Wide Web came out. And uh, I recall spending a lot of time kind of discovering that. And that's kind of where I got into software engineering for the web. Mm -hmm. And after graduating from college, I took a year off to swim and train for the Olympic trials. During that year, I got really into how does, you know, wine.com work where they have e-commerce. And I really spent a lot of time learning that. Okay. And Um, so this has all built you up to your current position of CTO, right? Yeah. And president of Project Insight. So tell us a little bit about Project Insight. Why do client, what do you do, and why do clients choose you over another firm that might offer a similar service? Well, Project Insight, we're a mid-market online project management software product, and people would choose us over others because we offer a higher level of customer service and customizable product. Our product's more flexible. A lot of these uh, online prom- online systems, the the software isn't as customizable or flexible. You can't call them. You have to get tech support over email, but we have offer a much more personalized service over our competitors in the market. Okay, so you described yourself as a mid-market project management software company? Yes. Did I get that right? That's correct. So so take that apart for me. Uh, what what in in another way is that that you're offering? Another well explain that. <laughs> Well, we call ourselves mid-market in that there's high-end solutions out there that have been that are very expensive, and then there's lower-end solutions out there that are really inexpensive, like okay. almost free. Okay. Um, what we try to do is offer features that the high-end products will give you, but okay. at a price that's not as expensive as the high-end solutions. And I'm a middle-market CEO. Why would I buy your software? What problem am I solving? Well, 90% of the prospects we talk to don't have any online or collaborative system for project management. Most companies use email, spreadsheets, Excel, all Excel, all of that kind of stuff. So what our system will do though is it provides a central hub, it's all online, for everyone to know what they're working on as their on their projects. We can forecast how busy your team is. You can do your time entry. So if you have a time and billing system it does that as well. We keep track of your budgets. So all of that all in one system as opposed to having it all spread out over the over the whole internet. Okay, so for a while I was president of a mid-market manufacturing company, a $70 million manufacturing company. We had engineered solutions. We had a ton of new projects that were going on, and it was a, uh, a constant challenge to figure out where we were, for me, from my perspective, yeah. with the progress against the plan for the yeah. engineering program. Would your software have been a solution for that? Yeah, it would help you because you can have all of your projects all in the system. And then you can look at your resources across the projects. Because if you're if you're using it one at a time, looking at a schedule one at a time, and you can't see what's going on in your other projects, it's not 
right. very helpful. Plus, most companies, team members are not dedicated only to one project, but they have tens or you know five or six or seven things going on at one time. This our software allows you to aggregate all of that into one place. Okay, and so I have um, software development companies that are clients of mine. Do software development companies, can they use your software? And I'm talking with Steve West and his firm is Project Insight. Could they use your software tool for that? Oh, definitely. Okay. Uh, a significant portion of our uh, clientele is either professional services around, you know, mostly centered around technology okay. or internal IT departments. But definitely software development is one of the sweet spots because they're a lot of times more open to using online tools. But we're finding that more and more companies are getting into using something, especially with younger people coming into the workplace, having computers their whole lives and smartphones and all that. They get there and like, they can see that, oh, spreadsheets and email is not viable. Right. So it actually doesn't scale well, grow. does it? Using spreadsheets and emails, that doesn't scale well. It's very challenging. Yeah, it is very challenging. So you're a founder of the firm? That's correct. Why this area with all the talent that you have, why did you pick this? Well, okay, so going back to what we started off in the beginning, I did, t- after I was done with the whole swimming thing and all that, I started a, uh, our company, is the actual company name is Metafuse, and we started off as a consulting firm back in 1997. So we, we were, I like to tell people that we were selling axes and picks and shovels to the dot-com prospectors of the day, but we, we grew very rapidly from when we first started in making software and then about 1999 my partners and i we were looking at it saying well it's really hard to make a living when you have to make it one hour at a time and we decided at that point to develop what is now project insight so project insights roots start in 1999 okay and we ultimately started selling it in 2002 so in a way it's like we started two different companies we started the company that was a the services company, mm-hmm. then we used that services company to help us get the product off the ground. Okay. And over time, we kind of let go of all the consulting and focused exclusively on the project management. Was the software that you developed that is now Project Insight, was that born of a need that you had as well to manage multiple projects in your own business? I mean, were you a user of your own tool in the beginning? Yes, definitely we were using our own tool. But on top of that, we were building, when we we weren't just like a web design firm in the 90s when we first started. What we were is we were the guys who made the websites work. And in fact, we had a lot of partnerships with local ad agencies around here in uh, Conan Balding was one of our customers they would do all the front end and we would be subbed out to do the back end and we were building the same thing over and over and over again there's all these intranets and extranets so we found ourselves doing the same things over again we're like wow we could just make a product out of this right i i love that because i I was kind of leading you in that direction in the hopes that you would say yes for a teaching moment because sometimes i found clients have because of the need of their business created tools largely technology software that is really enabling of their service model but when they stand back and they look at it they go well this thing is this is industry worthy and in your case it became the dominant product it surpassed and replaced the the traditional model of what you were doing and i, I think that's a very powerful realization for middle market companies to sometimes who've invested in technology to say is this a sellable product oh definitely i think you know you you have to look at that but especially if you're a software consulting firm making software for people it's a lot easier to make that transition to right. say well gee we should sell this right i have a um, a fulfillment company that's one of my clients and and they have differentiated on technology and they've invested heavily in it and there is an opportunity to consider is this package is this a standalone package for others who have a similar need maybe not directly in our space but in other spaces and sometimes you can really liberate the true value of the enterprise by taking the parts and and putting them in the marketplace yeah definitely okay so i'm talking with steve west he is president ceo and founder uh well founder of the previous company that predates it but he's now leading project insight we're going to take our first commercial break here on critical mass radio show when i come back i'm going to ask him to share with us his guiding principles so don't go anywhere ladies and gentlemen we're back in less than three minutes on critical mass radio show Can we talk about your family business? You know, that thing you put your whole life's blood, sweat, and tears into? Well, what happens when you retire or try and pass that business on to your children? At Succession Strategies, we can help you find the answers. We'll guide you through the unsettling process 
of protecting your family legacy and successfully passing your business on to the next generation safely and securely, ensuring that it'll both survive and thrive for generations to come. So ask yourself just one question. Can I really afford to wait? Take the first step. Take our complimentary self-assessment at SuccessionStrategies.com or call us at 714-560-9022 to set up a free consultation at your convenience. That's Succession-Strategies.com. Today's businesses are embracing voice over IP telephones and unified communication desktop technologies to more effectively communicate and collaborate with their customers, suppliers, and colleagues. The Reliatel management software from Tone Software Corporation helps organizations of all sizes manage their communications technologies to ensure great voice quality and better levels of service and reliability throughout their business. Through Reliatel, you'll gain higher return on investments from VoIP and unified communications technologies while lowering the associated operational support and maintenance costs. Learn more. Visit www.tonesoft.com or call 800-833-8663 for information on Reliatel by Tone Software, the solution for quality business communications. Hey, did you know that over 73% of consumer packaged goods and retail products fail miserably within their first year? Why? Because they find themselves in the pit of unawareness. You don't want to go there. Call me, and I'll make sure that your packaging gets noticed. You know how I know? Because I'm the founder and creative director of MBN Design. We're one of Orange County's most established and trusted design firms. With over 20 years of experience, I can ensure that your brand will always stay new. Ask me how our packaging sold millions in months or see for yourself other success stories on our website at www.mbndesign.com. We're MBN because we're making brands new. Call 714-458-8701 and talk to me, Hector Garcia. That's myself. 714-458-8701. I'll be waiting for your call. And welcome back to this edition of Critical Mass Radio Show. I'm your host, Rick Franzi. Steve West, President and CTO of Project Insight, is our guest in the studio. I'd like to thank and acknowledge our listeners who download our radio show as a podcast. Over the last 30 days, you've downloaded 16,040 episodes of the Critical Mass Radio Show. That's the largest number we've achieved so far, and I have to say thank you very much for your continued and growing support. If you're listening to us live... Please know that all of our shows can be found on Apple iTunes, Stitcher.com, Spreaker.com, and various other business-oriented podcasting services, as well as hundreds of past guest business websites. So if you're interested in being a guest on the radio show, get in touch with us. We'd love to have you. But anyway, our guest today is Steve West. Before the break, Steve, I said we're going to ask you a little bit about your guiding principle, your kind of overarching philosophy for how you're leading and growing the brand. Can you share that with our audience? Yeah, sure. Like our guiding principle is to help companies worldwide become more productive and efficient through leading edge solutions and responsive customer service. So, but I know that's a little bit of marketing speak, but we really are very customer centric in that. uh, So for example, when we're developing our product roadmap or building new features, we interact with our customers quite a bit, and up to 90% of each of our releases actually comes from feedback from our customer base. Okay. Now that's important. How often are you revving your product? I mean, what, what, can a, what can a client expect? How much change is occurring in your industry that requires you to kind of keep revving it? Well, we're always revving, you know, revising the software. Oh, sure. Uh, it can be up to four weeks between each little build, um, and sometimes we'll... What we'll do is we'll be developing, but we may not unveil it right away. Okay. And it uh, depends on when a feature gets through our validation process, and we always preview the software, too, to our customers ahead of time. So they can go in there and, on a preview server and see what they're, what it might look like prior to going live. So uh, it's really about 12 times a year at least. Are you being impacted, or is there an, is an opportunity being credit, created for you with cloud computing and all that's going on in infrastructure and how middle market companies are kind of getting outside of their own environment for computing power and, and storage? 
Well, definitely. I mean, we don't consider we don't consider ourselves a cloud platform. We okay. are a cloud provider, though. Our software is software as a service. It's online, uh, which is interesting because when we first started in 2002, you had to explain to them, well, you go to a browser, <laughs> and that's how it works. But people get it, the concept now, especially sure. with the Facebooks and the LinkedIn's. And uh, a lot of our customers, they you know need to do an end around around IT because IT is like too overloaded or whatever. So uh-huh. um, we we don't we are part of the cloud just like other providers are as well. Okay, and I see that you're here in Orange County. Can you share a little bit about your company structure? Are you are your developers here locally? Do you? Do you use global development? How does that work? No, well, we're actually, the whole, the, our product is developed entirely in the United States, all here in Orange County. Uh, we do not employ anybody overseas. Um, we do have a partner overseas in certain markets, but they aren't direct employees of the company. So okay. we're basically made in the USA about as much as any software company could be. Okay. So let's look at your current constraints. It w- can you think, uh, Steve, of, of a challenge that's kind of affecting the business? And what is the challenge? And more importantly, what are you guys doing about it? Well, I guess our biggest challenge right now is this year we've, our growth has picked up quite a bit. And we have, because we do cu- a lot of customizations of our software, it's been a real challenge trying to juggle all of these different sure. things that we're trying to do all at the same time. You know, before, a few years ago, it was a lot simpler because we were maybe doing one or two things at a time. And now it's six or seven thing so it's been really challenging we're privately held we don't have any vc or anything like that so uh, it's all organic it's mm-hmm. very challenging for us to bring in a developer or train them get them ready to go um, that's kind of it's really really challenging for us to do that is that fair to say that that's the other side of the coin of being customer oriented and having a high customer service model is that you you can be empathetic and create specific features or customization for them but then you also have to rev that and maintain that in your product portfolio is that what i'm hearing yeah it's a little well i think the biggest thing isn't so much whether or not normally when we see these requests most of the time it actually lines up with what we were thinking anyway but the challenge is just managing everybody's expectations everyone wants it right this minute and if we're already busy on a bunch of projects for other customers having people wait is a big challenge for us it's a it's really tough because it's a lot of communication, and uh, you know, we're not always doing the best job that we may- maybe could do in that area. Yeah, software industry and videographers are—I've are, seen, I've observed—feature creep in those two industries more than any other. You guys in, in a feature set, and well, can you make one more adjustment? Oh, I see it this way. Can you do it that way? And we've had a number of videographers in here, and it's the same dynamic. They they scope a project, they do it, and then when the customer sees the finished product or along the way, they're going, "Well, can you add this? Can you do that? Can you make this?" And you know, sometimes it's a delicate balance between wanting to serve their needs but also meeting your deadlines and getting the product complete. Right. That is the the challenge. The the good thing though is because we are. You know, on-premise or I'm sorry, software as a service, and it's not an on-premise software. That when we do roll it out, a new feature, everyone would get it right away. So That's, there are some benefits too, but it's a real big challenge not to destabilize the product while you're doing that at the same all right. time. All right, so let's 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 look back in your career. Um, do you have a time when you learned a really valuable lesson? And I'm speaking with Steve West. He is president and CTO, CTO of Project Insight. You learned a valuable lesson, but, Steve, it might have come from a time when it was difficult or a painful experience for you. Sure. Uh, you know, the company has been around since the 1997. We obviously had to go through the whole dot-com meltdown, and then right after that it was 9-11, and it was just the, the business just really dried up after 9-11. So we were sitting there not – Knowing, you know, if we're going to get more jobs coming in, how long is this going to last? Burning through the cash. You have all your people there. You don't want to let them go. Right. But fortunately for us, we were already developing Project Insight, and that break there gave us the momentum that we Mm. needed to actually finish Project Insight, move the model. We ended up selling some software later that year in the summertime, which we got our first couple sales. Mm -hmm. Obviously, that wasn't enough money to move the needle, but... By the fall, we actually, you know, we used that time that we had to build the software and get it out and released. And then by the fall, we actually, the job started picking back up and we ended up breaking even on the year anyway, Mm -hmm. even though it looked so dire uh, in the beginning of 2002 after all the meltdowns. Yeah. It'd be nice to be able to know that's the outcome when you're going through it. Wouldn't you know? Well, this is actually going to be good in the long run, being slow and not having a lot of business because, you know, it'd be nice to be able to have that realization in the time, but... 
uh, you don't get that only with experience and time. Right, and that's the you know part of it is just being patient and and sticking to your right. plan, not and, panicking, and, and being flexible too. Because right. you know a lot of companies went under during those times, right. and we were just being a, we were also very conservative in our business approach, so that really helped us as well. Yep, there's nothing like having cash in the bank. All oh, right, it's, it's, it's during lean times. Um, so let's talk about the future. What do you see in the next wave or evolution for your company? I'm going to have you back in a few years. What's going to be bigger, different, better? Well, I mean, we're just our product. We're going to continue to develop it, make it a better product. We're not actually trying to go out there and be like a Google or an Amazon. What we're trying to do is make sure our product is the best of breed, meaning it's the best project management solution it can be, continue to develop, build hooks into other systems, because everything is getting interwoven nowadays. Right. And uh, we expect that we'll still be in the business. We'll still have our product, uh, and it'll just be a lot better. Uh, okay. But we don't really have plans of going outside of what we're really good at right now. Excellent. Um, do you find it hard to find talent? Uh, you know, software developers in your space, or even during the Great Recession, seem to be in demand. I didn't see a tremendous slowdown in that way, and it's only from my clients that are in the software space, only seems to be getting even more difficult, especially here in Southern California and Orange County, because there are some pretty large employers down here who are trying to sop up as much software development talent as they can get. I think it's a challenge. Uh, we've been able to get some really great uh, people. Uh, I have uh, three resources on my team that have been working in our company for more than 10 years now, oh. which really helps. But it, it's, it's, it's challenging because we want very specific talent and we're a small development team, so I'm not one of the. Uh, we don't hire like a bunch of people and then throw them all at a project and make them be robots. Uh, so the people that do join our team, they like the freedom to be able to create on their own and have some autonomy with what they're working on a little bit. Um, I think it's very challenging to find the right salespeople. Is it? <laughs> oh yeah. Why is that? Well, it's a technical product, yes. and you're selling it um, over the. You know, we're selling it through GoToMeeting and and doing everything it's outside sales but inside Uh but it's funny because we have right now our team we have like quite a we found the gamers uh we have some women female gamers Uh and guys that and our developers it's funny because they'll play video games at lunch sometimes uh in a team and you know i I don't get that stuff because i'm i'm too old now yeah 40 something we don't we don't we never played that like that but (laughs) but we found that because they're so comfortable with playing games and talking at the same time that they're actually very good at presenting over the over the oh, web interesting. because huh. they're so comfortable with that of right. you know clicking the mouse and and doing that and they tend to be more technical in nature and actually have a passion for software more so than like somebody who maybe has sold not, things that aren't Got in it. computer related well, there's quite a density of pro- of gaming companies oh, yeah. and programmers here, so that's good for you as far as looking for talent and, and sourcing people, right? So, yeah, I think so. Yeah, Orange County is such a vibrant and interesting marketplace. So many great middle market companies, lower middle market and middle market companies. All right, so someone says, geez, I think I need to understand project management software, maybe what Project Insight can do for me. How do they find your website online? Well, they can go to uh, www.projectinsight.net or just go to search engine, type in the word Project Insight, and that's I-N-S-I-G-H-T, um, and we usually come up right up the top there, and uh, you'll see us. Okay. Well, I've enjoyed the conversation. Uh, thanks for being a friend of the program. Welcome to the Critical Mass for Business community and continued success in your endeavors. Thanks for having me. That's my pleasure. That was Steve West, ladies and gentlemen, President and CTO of Project Insight. We're going to take our second commercial break here on Critical Mass Radio Show. Mike Lewis of Hughes Marino will be our guest in studio after these words from our commercial sponsors. When it comes to pioneers in their respective industries, we all know the Apples, Starbucks, and Trader Joe's of the world. In the realm of recruiting, Decision Toolbox is the industry's best-kept secret. With 90% of their business from referrals and repeat customers, for over 20 years, Decision Toolbox's U.S.-based team of recruiters, sourcers, professional writers, quality personnel, and tech support has perfected a Six Sigma approach to talent management. No matter the size of the project, Decision Toolbox delivers incredible results, a cost per hire less than half of what contingency firms charge. 
with the winning candidate presented in an average of 14 days, all with a 12-month candidate warranty. With results like that, Decision Toolbox won't be a secret for long. Visit us at www.dtoolbox.com for more information. If you are an Orange County CEO or a business owner, this message is for you. Do you ever feel isolated with no place to turn for advice or feedback? Who holds you accountable to your commitments in your company? Where do you find the right resources to help you and your company grow? If you have had these questions, then Critical Mass for Business might be the answer for you. Critical Mass for Business is committed to helping you make better decisions through the power of peer learning. These are groups of peers who are running businesses just like you. CEO Peer Groups provides a great sounding board to test fresh ideas and new concepts, review your strategic plans and tactical goals, and present issues and opportunities for a critical discussion. The result is improved strategy, accountability, and improved business results. If you are interested in learning more, go to www.criticalmassforbusiness.com and learn about our CEO Peer Groups. CEO Peer Groups is a registered trademark of Critical Mass for Business. SNH Rubber is a manufacturing company in Fullerton, California. We specialize in custom molded, extruded, and stamped rubber parts. If your next job requires a rubber part, we would appreciate the opportunity to quote on it. We serve aerospace, automotive, and many other industries. We work with many types of rubber, including silicone, EPDM, neoprene, uninitrile, and viton. Our quality system is ISO and AS9100 approved. Over our 47 years in business, the SNH brand has become known for superior quality, quick turnaround, and competitive pricing. Please check out our website at www.shrubber.com or call 714-525-0277. Let SNH be your ceiling solution. Imagine what it would feel like to lose everything. Your job, your home, your family, your dignity. This has happened to thousands of the men, women, veterans, and young adults we serve at Working Wardrobes. What do we do to help? We provide career development services, life skills workshops, job skills training. We provide the perfect interview outfit, and we get clients placed in jobs. Call Working Wardrobes, 714-210-2460. Donate, volunteer, invest, hire. Welcome back to this edition of Critical Mass Radio Show. I am your host, Rick Franzi. Mike Lewis, Vice President with Hughes Marino, is in the studio. I'd like to thank and acknowledge our audience, which the demographic is 98% business owners and executives who listen to learn from the experiences of our guests. If your firm is interested in reaching these top decision makers, then advertising on our radio show is the answer. Each month, our program which is exclusive, called the Prospect Engagement Program, can deliver up to 23 warm prospects over the course of the year for each one of our advertisers. If you'd like to learn more about our Prospect Engagement Program and how you too can gain valuable exposure through supporting our program, it's simple. Call Rose Chamora, 951-515-4661. That's 951-515-4661. Don't call her for the next 20 minutes. She's sitting here with me in the studio. She probably doesn't have her phone turned off, which means it'll ring, and it'll just disrupt the conversation that I'm having with Mike Lewis. So so wait till the top of the hour to get in touch with Rose to talk about advertising. Mike, welcome to the studio and the program. Thank you. Welcome. I uh, appreciate you having me on the show. It's, a, it's good to be here. Tell me a little bit about you. What like, did you do before you became vice president at Hughes Marino? Well, uh, the story is actually a little interesting. You know, Born and raised in Phoenix, Arizona. Always had a passion for kind of the customer service industry. Originally started my career in the hospitality business. I was working for restaurant companies in Arizona after college. Um, Attended the University of Arizona. I studied business and marketing um, and really came to California to kind of work in the restaurant business. We were opening some concepts in Newport Beach. Mm. And, uh, you know, that's really where I got a lot of my training in kind of how it was to be someone that could offer real services and customer service and to try to change that business a little bit. Because I saw that there was a lack of that, and you know the hospitality business. But you know, being raised by fa- you know a family in the real estate business, I knew that 
hospitality wasn't always the end game for me. And, okay. Uh, always wanted to get into real estate, but found an opportunity to kind of really work with a tenant rep firm um, at the early part of my career to represent tenants with their office space on you know leasing and purchasing. So what is, for those who might, know, may, might not know the brand Hughes Marino, what space does that firm occupy in commercial real estate? Um, so Hughes Marino is a commercial real estate company, and we represent tenants um, who lease and purchase office space. Um, we're different in the sense that all we do is represent tenants. We don't represent landlords. And therefore, you know, there's no conflict of interest. And uh, we've really taken the approach of having this customer service model of, you know, really calling it the Hughes Marino experience. Okay. Um, which we think a lot of our competitors and a lot of people in this space are really kind of doing it from an old school mentality of, you know, the way it's been done for the last 30 years. Mm-hmm. And it hasn't really evolved. And so the opportunity for me to, you know, join Hughes Marino and really find a firm that kind of fit with my personal beliefs and, you know, a company that's driven by their core values of, you know, it really aligned with me. And the whole story is kind of funny of how I met these guys and uh, how they've kind of changed, you know, my personal and professional life. So it's okay. been neat. And uh, you're in the Orange County office for Hughes Marino, but that's not the only location for Hughes Marino. Yes, we're, uh, our headquarters is in San Diego. Um, so Jason Hughes and Dave Marino um, founded the company over two decades ago. And I've only been representing, you know, tenants in Southern California and then have always had clients, you know, in Orange County, Northern California, you know, really throughout California. Uh, but it, there was a time where it kind of made sense to open an office in Orange County and have mm-hmm. a team here. And okay. so my partner and our director, Tucker Hughes, uh, about two years ago, came to Orange County to open the office. And uh, since then, we've probably grown by about a thousand percent. And nice. uh, it's been just a fantastic experience to really kind of change the game in commercial real estate. So who's the typical client? Tell me about the typical business owner. Okay, so our audience are CEOs of middle market, lower middle market firms, $100 million and smaller. What type of clients do you satisfy? What, who, who does business with Hughes Marino and why? It's, it's, it's almost anybody. Uh, any company who is in office space could essentially be a client of ours. Okay. Um, you know, the spectrum is very wide on, you know, the types of industries. It depends whether if it's, you know, professional service firms, technology companies, software, biotech, uh, medical device firms. Um, there's a lot of evolving, you know, corporations here in Southern California. Right. And a lot of them are our client base. Um, and it's just, it's, really neat from our perspective to work with these types of companies and we get to see all different shapes and sizes and work with you know very unique executives and really help lead them through what is really a complicated process and put some order to it and make it fun again the commercial real estate's always evolving and it's usually the last thing that you know our clients typically right. want to deal with but we've really been careful in selecting not only our team but in the you know the way in which we do business that is really making it fun, and that's kind of what drives us to, to do what we do every day. I accept what you say. I have a, f- a little hard time accepting, though, that moving a business can ever really be fun. Having only had the privilege of doing it one time, that is enough. There are a lot of moving parts from a tenant's perspective when you're leaving one place to another. There are so many things that you only consider one time, right, or only when you move, and it's not in your, your consciousness, and mm-hmm. that's why having a a tenant representative can really be valuable to kind of walk you through all the different things and different ways you have to think and consider mm-hmm. because there's a lot of deal points in negotiating a, a lease from a tenant perspective. Absolutely. And the landlord is doing this every day, mm-hmm. and you're doing it once every three to five years maybe. Yeah. So there, you know, it was obvious that there was a disadvantage to the tenant uh, when having to negotiate with landlords every you know, three to five, seven years. And nobody likes to move, but you'd be amazed with you know, the way our company's been able to evolve at least, you know, over the last 10 to 15 years, and everything's constantly changing, but with technology and a lot of corporations and vendors that we work with, um, you can move over a weekend and not blink an eye, and wow. it can be an easy process. Wow. Um, and we really just put order to it. Okay. And uh, it's it's been fun, and a lot of that's with, you know, an operations team. Um, we're not like typical traditional brokerage firms. Uh, in we, what way? Um, in the way that, you know, we have... 40, you know, 40 people on staff at our company, of only which, you know, 15 are brokers. Oh. Um, and so that's very unique. So we have a big support organization, yeah, it sounds like. a massive like, support okay. organization that's helping us from construction management, um, lease audit services, lease administration. Uh, we have an entire legal team and a lot of people that really, you know, focus on, you know, allowing the brokers to go out and 
find new business, manage their existing clients, and put the attention there, but really hiring top-tier operations team members that can add value. Um, we can empower them to you know, really become leaders and get involved in the process where, unlike other firms, it's not one broker who's wearing a bunch of different hats and right. pretending to be an attorney and a general contractor. Um, we allow people to find out what they're really good at and then focus on that. Interesting. Off script, what is the Orange County commercial real estate market like today? Let's say there's a couple people in the audience listening live or maybe in the podcast going, well, you know, I'm going to have to move next year. What can I expect? What's it look like out there? Right now it's getting a little crazy, to be honest. Um, You know, very different than where it was three to four years ago. Um, market rental rates are increasing. A lot of it's going to depend on uh, what sub-market you're, you know, you're, where you're choosing to lease space. Right. You know, we're very different from, you know, Corona to Lake Forest, uh, but then everything from the Irvine Airport area to the Irvine Spectrum to Newport Center and Fashion Island. Yeah, those are way different markets, aren't they? I know. So Corona? People actually have yeah. business out in Corona? There's businesses everywhere, and wow. it's getting incredibly competitive. You know, executives are having to really, we're, we're competing on a lot of spaces. So the pendulum has moved back now away from the tenant, maybe a little more. Absolutely. So it's, it's, it, it's made our jobs a little more fun, but also a little more challenging, the sense of having to understand a market in terms of what space is available today versus what space may be available in 18 months from now. Right. Um, because with all these companies expanding, and we're seeing that you know, progressive firms that are definitely changing the way they do business are looking to grow. And so, therefore, they need to eventually relocate and mm-hmm. find new space, which means other space comes available, and landlords don't you know, want a whole lot of downtime. And so being one step ahead of the landlords is a good way to at least prepare our clients to what to expect. Um, but the pendulum is shifting. There's probably still a little time there where we're probably still in a tenant's market right now. Okay. All right. That's good um, to know. But we're not far away from uh, really having to be alert and knowing yeah. what's going on in this market. When we moved, and this was years ago uh, with Delphi, we were looking for uh, a research and development, kind of not a manufacturing, but it needed to be more than a pure office space. And and I was, first of all, surprised. This was 2004, so it was probably a pretty good market, I would think, back in those days. Um at the limited selection that I had available to me, I figured, man, I'm, you know, I'm the buyer. It's going to be, you know, whatever. They're going to be knocking down the door to get to me. But when you put together all your needs, parking and all the rest of that, and the and the your broker brings back to you the supply, it really, for me at least, it was like, holy cow, that's that's the choices that I have. Because part of our constraint was you got to look at where all your employees live, and you don't want to all of a sudden move them significantly out of their comfort zone as far as their commute goes. Yeah, there's a lot of different factors from you know where employees live to uh, how can you build out a space that enhances company culture and collaboration? And, you know, a lot of people think that a company can be who they are and not, it doesn't necessarily matter where they oh, leave space. Matters, but uh, the, the space that you occupy is a really a showpiece of what your company means and uh, how you treat your employees. And in a competitive market now where companies are hiring, um, recruitment and retention um, is becoming very important. And we think that being able to showcase a space that is going to want to make the top-tier talent uh, at least stay in your corporation, stay in your company, the space is a big deal. It is a big and, deal. And, uh, you know, to be a really good office broker in this market, it's knowing all the moving parts. It's not necessarily just using a, a database system to find out what spaces are available. It's knowing mm-hmm. what spaces are available that people may not know about and really being creative. Right. And I think the Hughes Marino approach of not so much being brokers, but really being real estate consultants mm. and really focusing on the ability to you know, manage a company's facilities from the day they move in and being a part of this company, not just from a broker standpoint, but really being a partner, being a business partner and helping in more ways other than the real estate is really the way we've found a lot of room to add value. Yeah, because that's a huge decision. Like we said, you're making it three, five, seven years, whatever. You're not making it very often, and you live with your decision for years. <laughs> so if you make a mm-hmm. bad decision or it's not quite right, you're going to you're gonna be reminded of that on a daily basis for many years, mm-hmm. right? So yeah. you want to do it right and not do it too often. I'm talking with Mike Lewis, Vice President of Hughes Marino, and we're going to take our third and final commercial break here on Critical Mass Radio Show. I've got a bunch of other questions to ask him relative to the market and his business philosophy and his firm, so don't go anywhere Ladies and gentlemen, we'll be right back after these short words from our commercial sponsors. There's something positive about the word up. When things are looking good, they're looking up. When someone's down, you cheer them up. So how do you move up? Well, when it comes to getting your bachelor's or master's degree, there's one university that stacks up. 
Brandman University. Brandman is ranked by U.S. News and World Report as one of the nation's top 10 universities for online bachelor's programs. Brandman's online graduate programs in business and education also receive top honors. So look us up at brandman.edu. Brandman University. Move up. Smart Business Network is a business-to-business multimedia company providing insight, advice, and strategy for C-level executives of fast growth, middle market, and large companies. As one of the nation's largest publishers of local management journals, under the Smart Business name, Smart Business Network publishes 19 regional print editions, presents dozens of large and small-scale business conferences and award programs, and produces a vibrant interactive digital media presence. For more information, visit us at www.sbnonline.com. UPS Protection has been protecting systems in the U.S. against brownouts, blackouts, and poor quality power for over 25 years. We provide power protection systems, including UPS, lighting inverters, generators, and service for clients from coast to coast. We specialize in solving all your power needs. As a direct reseller of the best brands in the industry, including Liebert, Powerware, and APC, we can solve all your power protection needs. Protecting your power is our main goal. We offer on-site or depot repair of our critical equipment. To better serve your budget constraints, UPS Protection also offers both reconditioned and new products. When you use the Premier Rewards Gold Card from American Express, the rewards points can keep on multiplying. Buy three with triple points on airfare. Buy two with double points on gas and groceries. And a single point for pretty much every other dollar you spend on the card. Then, start choosing from over a million rewards to redeem all those points. Apply today and the annual fee for the first year is on us. Call 1-800-AXP-GOLD or visit AXPGOLD.com. The annual fee for the card is $175. See terms, conditions, and restrictions at AXPGOLD.com. Welcome back to this edition of Critical Mass Radio Show. I am your host, Rick Franzi. Mike Lewis, VP with Hughes Marino, is here. We're talking about culture, the market, and some other interesting things. And we've got more to talk about in just a minute. But first, I want to thank and acknowledge our listeners who download our radio show as a podcast. You've downloaded over 16,000 shows during the last 30 days. That's a high watermark for Critical Mass Radio Show. We continue to move the needle up and to the right every month, and we appreciate your continued and growing support. Of course, all of our shows can be heard live on octalkradio.net or rebroadcast from iTunes, Stitcher, Spreaker, and various other business-oriented podcasting services, plus hundreds of business websites from our past guests who take the show and put the player on their website. So. Many ways to distribute and reach our show and find it. All right, so let's talk a little bit about you and your guiding principles, all the things you've learned in your career so far. Uh, How do you approach the business? What's your philosophy? Absolutely. I mean, I think it really starts with you want to work for a company that uh, kind of has the same values as you do. Um, And, you know, as I got started in this business, you know, you can work for companies that are very, you know, kind of transactional focused and not into the whole customer service idea, but really just, you know, out there really chasing deals and, it's, it's not necessarily the business that, that I wanted to be in, and I thought there was kind of more to do it. And so it really made sense for me, and where kind of the match with Hughes Marino is, is uh, there was a set of core values um, that the company is really all about. And these core values to us are kind of these guiding principles that uh, at least drives us to, you know, wake up every day and work incredibly hard and find ways to, to build our business and make a really, you know, meaningful impact on our clients. But people talk about guiding principles and core values, and most companies have them and put them on their websites. But to have a company that really strongly feels passionate about these values lives and, them. And, and, and lives them right. day in and day out right. um, can make a big difference. And I think culture is important in a lot of it firms. Is. And Hughes Marino has been able to develop this culture that has kind of been based on the core values of people really enjoy working for our company. And I think that when you have people that want to come into work every day and want to be a part of something, the end, the end result is that people are happy and then also that our clients are happy. That's right. And we found that our clients really enjoy working with us. And it really was an enormous part of it was is this core values. And so um, we had a company retreat where we set out to really come up with 10 main core values that we think are very important to us, that sets us apart, mm-hmm. and that if we can understand that if we follow these things day in and day out, uh, we're not only going to be better people, we're going to be better businessmen, but we're also going to live what we think better lives and our clients will be happy. Excellent. And so, you know, it ranges everything from 
always doing the right thing to enjoying the journey. Um, we're a family business, you know, started by Jason Hughes and his wife Shay Hughes, our COO, and you know their, you know their children Tucker and Star are directors of our Orange County and San Diego office. And okay. So you know we're big on the family thing, and you know we invite our families to our offices to hang out with us and spend time with us, but proactively communicating um, with everybody in our office and pursuing growth and learning. And uh, my favorite is being authentic, grateful, and humble. Oh. And these are the kind of things day out, you know, that we can focus on that really are guiding principles and we know that if we follow them every day that we're going to be rock stars and we're going to continue <laughs> to be successful and companies are going to want to keep on working with us. So I have to ask a you, difference. did that, did those guiding principles help you to achieve young deal maker of the year? I know the <laughs> Irvine company uh, gave you that, that award and that honor. Uh, absolutely. I mean, that's, uh, uh, the Irvine company is a fantastic landlord here in Orange County. Um, they just so happen to own most of the buildings that we see when we drive around. So we get to deal with them a whole lot. And, uh, you know, they've changed their tone in being, you know, at least very progressive landlord that wants to, you know, build, help tenants build out good space. And they're, you know, someone we work with a lot of times. But winning awards like that, it's, uh, you know, it's being a hard worker. You know, when you're young and you have time to focus on, you know, being, you know, focused on working with cool companies and uh, really learning how to get things done, you're able to get some cool awards like that. And, uh, I think it was just a you know showpiece of putting in hard work and effort, and good things happen when you when you do that. Well, congratulations on that. Excuse me, I had a little bit of <clears throat> frog in my throat. Can you talk to us about the experience that middle market CEOs go through when they're making the decision to buy property? What should they be considering? There's a lot of different options. Uh, I think it first starts with the industry that the company's in. Um, you know, whether you're a professional service firm and you want to be in a Class A high rise, and you're a law firm and you need you know, heavy private offices, and you want really, you know, really nice space, and working with the right architects. Um, it's a matter of what's the location, what's the building. Um, it, depending on what your growth is like, um, you want to be in a geography in a market where you can find a landlord that can really be somewhat of a partner to you. And I think, you know, depending on the industry, and if it's some of these medical device companies and technology firms um, throughout the county. They're really trying to find landlords that want to be that partner that can help them expand, that can help them relocate, um, and to be able to accommodate their growth needs. Because as these companies begin to expand, real estate is usually the toughest way to accommodate that, and how they can do that with their broker um, is pretty important. So I think these CEOs of these middle market firms really want to find ways that they can maximize flexibility. Um, minimizing risk is our job. I mean, we're hired to protect our clients and to help them through what may be a five- or seven-year term, right. they don't want to have to call us to say, I've got a problem. What about price? What about price per square foot? How important is that in the equation? Uh, it's very important. Um, there's always a, you know, a, direct, you know, a, a direct case with you know, the price per square foot versus the tenant improvements. Some companies may not need uh, super flashy space, and they may need, you know, it could be a mortgage company and someone that needs to you know, maybe all that efficiency. Um, but price per square foot is very important. And kind of the old model of brokerage was, you know, that you would only hire a broker to negotiate that price per square foot rate. Right. Grind them down, work yeah. them for a deal. Yeah, grind yeah. them down, work them. But really, there's a lot more to it. There's a build out. There's a move. Um, there's a there's a, a legal document, a lease, you know, that people have. Which there's probably 80 points on it that have dollar signs attached to it with operating right. expenses and parking. And a lot of companies don't know their options. Um, they don't know what's available to them. And it's our job to keep everybody honest and make sure that the client's protected. And we have a lot of fun doing it. So you're a millennial. You're 28 years old. I know that you spend time with <clears throat> other young professionals. Can you share a little bit about why you do that and what do you get from it and what are you doing specifically? Yeah. Uh, so, you know, spending time with young people in our industry and being a millennial is is exciting because things are changing right now faster than they probably ever have. Right. Um, the technology that we're using and we see the benefit of being in the commercial real, real estate industry is that, you know, this is an industry that hasn't really changed a whole lot in the past 30 years. And so for us to be able to try to revolutionize it and change it and take the old model is that um, there are millennials that are really smart. And we see young people that sometimes are very talented, but maybe they're in the wrong space. And maybe they studied something in school and got into a career that maybe wasn't for them. Um, what led me to Hughes Marino was I wanted to work for a company that cared about me. I wanted to work for a firm that could allow me to grow. I wanted to work for a firm that really saw my natural strengths. 
So really my advice to the millennials is if you want to go find a company, if you want to be successful, it's start and, and look at yourself and find out what are you good at, what comes natural to you, and then really focus on that and take it to the next level. Then try to go find a company that values that and that can value you. And I think at Hughes Marino, we've been able to find a lot of very special, genuine people to join our team uh, that kind of all believe in that. And, you know, we're going to be here for a long time. We're not going anywhere. And so this millennial generation is, is very interesting because we're getting smarter. We're using technology. The, the idea that we're becoming paperless is blowing people's minds. Right. I mean, but it's happening. And it's because things are changing very fast. And in our industry... Uh, very soon here, it's going to be the competitive advantage, and we're well ahead of it. Uh, do you belong to any specific organizations that you use to reach the millennials? <clears throat> Are there any great organizations for millennials in Orange County that you would suggest others consider? Absolutely. I think uh, one that we're doing a lot of business with and work with is uh, ACG, the Association of Corporate Growth. Right. Um, they've kind of started a young, uh, you know, a young executives, you know, type group where. You can get involved. It's networking opportunities. A lot of our team is really kind of spread out through, you know, many organizations, nonprofits. Um, but, you know, it's really all up to the individual that there's no easy way to go find success, especially in this business. If you want to do well, you really got to find a firm that can value that, and then you got to work harder than everybody else. There's no substitute for hard work. Absolutely not. Technology helps a little bit, but you still got to put yeah. the time in, don't you? And so, yeah, so there's a lot of cool opportunities for people to find that can help. Uh, I've just been blessed to find a company that has the culture that can really empower that growth. And uh, every day we're learning new things. We're working with new exciting companies. And, uh, you know, the journey's just begun. And this core value number three of ours is enjoy the journey. So we're having a lot of fun That's and we're making real estate fun again. So if somebody wants to find out more about Hughes Marino, how do they find you online? What's your website? HughesMarino.com. Uh, you you can call that? H-U-G-H-E-S-M-A-R-I-N-O. Hughes Marino. Uh, you can visit us online at our website. You can visit our offices in San Diego, Orange County, and Los Angeles. Uh, you can find us on Facebook. You can find us on Twitter. We're doing a lot of cool things in here in the community. We invite you to come by our offices. We've uh, invested a lot of time and energy to really create an environment that welcomes people. So visit us at Two Park Plaza and Jamboree Center, um, downtown San Diego. We're on Front Street at 1450 mm. Front Street. You can call our Orange County office, 949 one one. We'd love to hear from you. We'd love to get to know about you and your business, uh, ways we can help. Even if real estate's not on your mind right now, we're passionate about this stuff, and we'd love to share more and, and learn about what companies are doing and how we can help. Well, it's been great to have you on the show. It's nice to learn a little bit more about you and certainly about your company that you're working with. Uh, continued success. Great Thank to you. have you as a friend of the program. Welcome to the Critical Mass community. Absolutely. Thank you very All much. Right. It's, uh, it's a pleasure meeting you, and uh, I look forward to staying in touch and being a uh, being an advocate. All right. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to wrap up the show for this edition of Critical Mass Radio Show. I am your host, Rick Franzi. I'd like to thank our advertisers, who, without which we would not be able to do this show, and they are Brandman University, Decision Toolbox, MBN Design, Smart Business Magazine, SNH Rubber, Decision Toolbox, I said that already, Succession Strategies, Tone Software, and UPS Protection. I'd like to thank our engineer for today's show and our producer and all the team that helped to make this program so professional. I'm your host, Rick Franzi. If you'd like to learn more about Critical Mass for Business, maybe refer a guest, or if you're ready to step in and advertise on the platform, don't forget to call Rose. It's time now because the show is over. And until our next show, I hope all of your decisions move your company in a positive direction. You have been listening to Critical Mass Radio Show Business Talk Show. Focused on exploring topics of interest to CEOs who are leading middle market companies. With your host, Richard Franzi. 